Hey listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Inky Johnson discussing why you need to trust the process and commit to it. Inky hits a few good points in this episode, one of which is how you take advantage of the situation. You want people to kind of celebrate you for doing exactly what you said you were going to do. You said you were going to lose five pounds this week, and you did it. And now you want, you know, a bunch of people to say, oh, good job. You know, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, that that's good and all. But, you know, if you're committed to the process, you're basically saying, OK, well, I did this. So then let me do my next step. Right. Let me not get caught up in the celebrations. Let me not get caught up in the things that will keep me where I'm at. The best quote that I took away from today's episode was, can you be committed to the process without being emotionally attached to the result? If you don't get the result that you desired, is it okay that you became this better person because of the process, right? Were you doing it just for the end result or were you doing it for the lasting effects of the process, right? If you wake up every day and you run and you work out you know, you develop this sense of of confidence and all of these other byproducts. You may not lose a hundred pounds, but you became a better person by doing those things. So was it really bad that you didn't achieve the hundred pound loss? Or was it enough to just become a better person and live a healthier lifestyle and have this routine that you kind of follow now that keeps you organized and keeps you balanced as an individual? I think today's episode is full of gems, so thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's an extreme honor and a privilege to be in this room, to be before you guys. I want to extend my gratitude uh, not only to Coach Fulmer, uh, he changed my life. I want to extend my gratitude to Coach Pruitt, his staff, uh, for trusting me to bring me in to speak to you guys. You know, this place is very special to me. You know, I take it, I take it personal, right, when I watch a Tennessee game. Right? I take it personal, right, when I watch us compete, right, and I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I said it in a video three years ago, and I meant it with every fiber of my being, right, when I said Tennessee don't take the back seat to nobody, right, excuse my French, but I meant every bit of that shit, right, to nobody, to no man, right, because of the essence of a man and who he is, like, I believe football, all it is outside of the schematics, and X's and O's, I've always believed this. I've never been the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. I've never needed to be, right? Because I believe at the core of what it is, is it's my will versus your will. It's my bloodline versus your bloodline. It's what I represent versus what you represent. It's what I believe versus what you believe, right? And so when I see this game and I look at it from the perspective that I view it through, right, the thing that hurt me the most when I got injured, it wasn't that my career ended. It wasn't that. Right? It's when I went to watch a game or watch a practice and you would see a cat that took it for granted and didn't appreciate it. Right? Like I'm from the school of thought. I can't understand how a cat can say they want something and not give everything they got to it. Right? I'm from the school of thought. When a cat is a part of something, organization, team, brotherhood, and you look a man in his eyes and tell him you're going to give him everything he got and then the situation or the circumstances change, and then you allow your actions to betray your words, I can't understand or comprehend that. That's hard for me, right? Like when I first got to Tennessee my freshman year, like when I came on my visit, that was the first time I slept in a bed by myself, right? And they were trying to take me to a sorority party, 
And I'm like, man, take me to the Marriott. I got a king-size bed. Like, I got a suite. And they're like, you ain't got a bed at home. I'm like, no. Right? So when I got here, it meant something different to me. My mother was working a double shift at Wendy's when I got here. Had me at 16 years old. Came from a two-bedroom home with 14 people in the city of Atlanta. First one in my family to get a scholarship. Right? So I was thinking legacy the whole time. And I'll never forget the first summer I got here, I was in my locker and I saw one of my teammates come into the locker room and he was saying as he was putting stuff in his locker, I quit. Right? And he was throwing stuff in his locker and I'll never forget, I stood up and I said to him, as a man, right, as a man, look me in my eyes and tell me you're not about to quit. Like, as a man. Tell me you're not about to quit. Like, you're not about to wave the white flag and say, I yield. Like, tell me you're not about to fold. Tell me you're not about to go in the fetal position because the situation and the circumstance has gotten hard. Tell me you're not about to get to a campus and because you're not getting what you thought you was going to get, you want to go back home and you want to call your mother. Tell me you're not getting on campus and because they switch your position, you want to call your father and tell him to talk to a coach. Tell me you're not about to quit. And he's like, yeah, ain't about to quit. I said, why? I can't take the way they talking to me. I said, you're not eight, right? You're not seven, right? You're not a baby, right? He's like, no, nah, but I can't take the way they talking to me. I said, oh, you want them to treat you like the double treat. You want to check in, they give you two warm cookies, they pat you on your butt, they tell you good job for doing what you said you was going to do. Like you want validation. And I asked him the question, I said, this isn't about your legacy. Like, you're not working every single day feeling as if when you do something, if you're blessed to reproduce, one day when somebody go up to your seeds or your children, because of how you did it, they're like, man, that's your father, you good. Right? You don't want to do it in such a way that when somebody see you, they're like, man, if it has to be done, that is the way you do it. You're not doing it in such a way to when you do it, they're like, hey, you want to see how it's done? Let me turn on the tape so you can see this cat and see how he's coming every single day. Not inconsistency. Right? Like, I was one, I didn't care about talent. Right? I didn't care about skill set. Right? Because I understood talent and skill set might betray you along the journey if they don't have a consistency of mindset and they don't have a certain level of fortitude in every fiber of their being. At a certain point, you can have a cat that's talented or you can have a cat that has character and you know what he's bringing to the table every single day. Right? You got cats that's talented that tap out. Like anybody can go one or two downs. Right? Anybody can go three downs. But it's very seldom that you find a cat when he's standing in that tunnel till his four zeros on that clock, he's going to give you everything. He, that's a man to me, right? Most cats, little boys, right? They get what they want. I tell my son all the time, I'm like, Ink, it's a big difference between a hard worker and somebody that works hard, right? Most cats are somebody that works hard. If the situation and the circumstance is what they want it to be, they're going to come out and they're going to act accordingly and they're going to give you everything they got. But a hard worker, regardless of situation, regardless of circumstance, regardless of what happened, I'm going to show up and I'm going to give everything I got to it because I'm working for something that's totally different. Right? The question becomes this. Can you be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what you're doing? Can you be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what you're doing? In other words, if you don't get what you thought you was going to get, will you still be the same individual? If the situation don't turn out the way you thought it would turn out, 
will you still be the same individual? The quote says it. You judge the character of a man not by where he stands in times of comfort and convenience. You judge the character of a man by where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. Like, I don't care what a cat do when, when everything goes right. I don't. Because everybody knows to smile. Everybody going to celebrate when you win a game. Everybody going to be in your corner and talking about how great you are. But when the opposition happens, when it gets hot, right, when cats don't want it and don't want to be a part of it, when things start going south and a cat jumps on your head and you're like, man, it's not what I thought it was, right? The crazy thing about it is most cats remind me of one of my freshman roommates when we first got our Pell Grant check, right? And I'll never forget, I got $2,500 and he got close to 4000 And when I looked at him, I said, man, I ain't never had this much money before. He like, me neither. I said, man, I'm going to the bank. I'm about to open up me an account. I'm going to put this in the bank. My man says to me, Ink, I'm going to go to Foot Locker. I'm about to spend all this. I'm like, all right, cool, but come with me to the bank. Man, you need to save a little bit of that. I said, you might not get that much again. He's like, that's the problem. I said, come with me to the bank. He come with me to the bank, open up an account. I put my money in the bank. He goes straight to the mall, exactly what he said he was going to do. We walk in Foot Locker. Let me get those J. He's splurging. All right, we get to the counter. Lady starts ringing it up, he gives her the card, she swipes the card, card didn't go through. He looked at me, I said, don't look at me, big spender. You the man. He said, ma'am, I know I got the money, football office gave it to me. Can you swipe it again? She swiped it again, card didn't go through. He looked at me, I said, don't look at me, big money tight grip, you the man. He said, ma'am, can you swipe it again? I know I got the money. She swiped it. Didn't go through, she handed him the card back, and I'll never forget, she said to him, sir, you haven't even pulled a strip off the back of the car to activate the card. She said, you got the money. She said, but you haven't even called to activate it. And when you look at some young cats, you're like, man, you could be great, but you haven't even pulled a strip off to activate it. Like, you could operate on the level of excellence in everything you do, but you haven't even pulled a strip off to activate it. Right? You're living on reserve, and most cats live on reserve. And what I mean by living on reserve, most cats do things in such a way to where when they get to a certain point, their heart is like a Cadillac converter in a car. Right? You know what a Cadillac converter is? It's when you're in a certain car, and you try to push it to the limit, and when it gets to the limit, the car says, hmm. And every time you try to mash it, the car, hmm. Because it hasn't been to that point before, and that's the heart of most cats. When they get to a certain point that they haven't been to before, they, mm, they retreat. And it's not even about an opponent. It's not even about opposition. It's about, I've never been to that point before, and I don't know how I'm going to respond. They scatter themselves. It's not even about an opponent. You get some 18, 19, 20-year-old cats, they're scared of themselves. It's not about an opponent. They're standing in a tunnel in Neyland Stadium, getting ready to play in front of 100,000 fans, and they're questioning their integrity. Like the reason I can live with what happened to me on September 9, 2006, the last play is personal to me, right? Because I knew when I went out, I gave my teammates everything I had. Like I could look you dead square. I'm a man, right? I don't lie. Right? I don't fear no man, right? From Tennessee, California, Alaska, you could drop me anywhere on any, any place. I don't, I don't fear no man, right? That's how I was raised. That's how I'm coming, right? When I went out, my last play, I knew I gave my teammates everything I had, every ounce of my spirit, right? That's why when coach came to see me in the hospital, I'm like, I'm good. I empty everything out of me. Now, if I didn't give them everything I had, it would have been a big ounce of regret, 
Because I would have lived my whole life with the thought of, man, what if I gave everything I had to it? Right? I just want one thing from y'all, man. Like, when I, when I played, right, I didn't care if a cat ran a 4-3. I didn't care about that. I didn't care if a cat go up in the bench, in the weight room and bench press 500 pounds. A cat can lift the world. I ain't care about that. I ain't care if a cat did the L drill faster than I ain't care about that. I wanted a cat beside me that I knew was going to scrap. I wanted a cat beside me that I knew when we looked across the, they knew, man, cat can't see us, man. I wanted a cat beside me, no matter the outcome, we coming, we working, and we fighting until the game over. I wanted a cat beside me that had a certain level of consistency of mindset to understand how I do anything is how I do everything. And you meet most young cats, and they think it's a dual mentality, right? They think football is one mentality, life is one mentality. No, bro, it's you. It's your spirit. It's your essence. It's who you are. I never understood, to be honest with you, I never understood how a cat can tap out on a wind sprint. I never understood how a cat can quit on a jelly, like a cat in the facility and they getting smoothies. Cat got a barbershop. Like a cat getting his jock strap washed and got the nerve to step on the field and not give everything they got to it. Like a cat getting gear. A cat got a stadium, a cat got a locker. Like, how can you not scrap? How can you not fight for what you believe in? Like, I feel like it's a level of honor and responsibility that comes with that, right? When you come to this place, it's a privilege, right? You got cats that came before you, and they, they, they cherish this, right? They cherish it. When I got here, we cherish this place, right? When I got here, we believe we can beat anybody in the country. And the work ethic and the discipline and the dedication and the commitment wasn't based upon or predicated upon situations or circumstances, right? I'm talking concrete commitment, right? Not that commitment, I'm going to show up, I'll be there, coach. Yeah, I'll go to meetings. Yeah, I'm going to go out. I might run hard three sp- Not that, man. Not that cheap stuff, man. Not that counterfeit stuff. I'm talking concrete commitment. I'm talking a commitment that says I am going to stay true to what I said I would do long after the mood that I've set it in has left, right? Because when you're in them seats, it's easy to talk about what you're going to do, right? But Mike Tyson said it. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And some cats, when they get punched in the mouth, they never recover. Some cats, when they get hit in a way they never got hit before, they never recover. Some cats, when they get placed in situations and it challenges their character, they never recover. Some cats, when you ask more of them that's ever been asked of them before, they never recover. Right? Why can't we play football and operate in excellence, and why can't we go to the classroom and operate in excellence? Right? Like when he said I grabbed the cat, I grabbed him for one reason. Right? When I stepped in the cat's face, I wanted him to understand first and foremost, it's all love. I loved you. Right? I loved every one of my teammates. Right? But I understood at the core of what we were a part of, we had a purpose that was a lot greater than any one of us. Like the purpose and the thing that you're a part of is greater than any cat in here. I don't care how many stars you got. I don't care what high school you came from. I don't care what you the man. I don't care if you were All-American, Army All-American, McDonald. I don't care about none of that. When you get here, you're a part of something that's a lot bigger than you. It's cats that came through here before you, and it's going to be cats that come through here after you. And so while you're blessed to be able to do it, how about we do it in a way that it's never been done before, and we raise the standard of it? Right? The standard is the standard. We don't lower it. 
Right? We don't say, oh, man, we Tennessee, but the standard is the standard. We compete, we fight, we scrap, we live to fight another day. We don't retreat against nobody. Right? We scrap, we fight, we live to see another day. We come out and we work for something that's a lot greater than a game of football. Right? My arm and my hand got paralyzed. My heart didn't. They saved my life Saturday. I was back in class Tuesday. I was back at practice with my teammates Wednesday. You could go to the, when you go to the training room, ask Jason McVay. They told me, Inc., we want to send you back to Atlanta. I said, nope, order me a Dunjoy sling and a Velcro strap. True story. He said, yeah, Inc., but something tragic happened to you. I get that. You're right. You're 100% right. Order me a Dunjoy sling and a Velcro strap. He said, why? I said, I'm going back to practice with my teammates. My career was over. And you got a cat that'll get an ankle injury, and he act like the world for them. You get a cat that get an ACL, like my man can't show up for nothing. Right? I told him, man, that wasn't a part of my contract. And when I speak about contract, not contract, I ain't have a college contract. I'm talking about my life contract. Like, I didn't say, I'm going to give you everything I got unless things go wrong and my career ends. I was in the sand pit running with my teammates in my sling. And I had staples. I had 300 staples in my body, as a matter of fact, and I was running sprints with them. It means something different to me, man. Like, I ain't one of these cats going to get up here and talk to you about no five ways to success. I lived it. Ain't one of these cats going to get up here and talk to you about something that I ain't did. I, I sat in them seats, right? It means something different to me, right? Like, I firmly believe, like, Eric Berry is somebody to me that, that's like a little brother to me, right? And I'll never forget when I got the call about him having cancer, right? Great man, right? Did things the right way, hard worker. Right? I'll never forget I got the call about him having cancer, and one day when he was leaving chemo, he said to the cats, take me to the track. Right? And they're like, man, you just left chemo. Like, I get that. It take me to the track. Like, man, you just left chemo. It's like, no, nah, I got I to gotta do my routine. I got to go run my 400s. And he said as he was running his 400s, he was crying, and he said, I'm crying not because I'm in so much pain. I'm crying because I'm not who I used to be, but I know I'm going to come back one day stronger than I used to be. And he came back that season. He was comeback player of the year, defensive player of the year, and it's all she wrote. That ain't talent. As talented as he is, talented as he was, that ain't talent. That's essence. That's core. That's who I am as a person. That's how I get down. That's how I'm coming. That's what that is, right? Never forget, man, who you are as a man is far more important than who you are as a football player. And every time you get ready to stop, every time you get ready to quit, that's you as a man. That's not you as a football player. But when you press forward in the midst of the opposition, in the midst of the adversity, think about it in terms of this. You're not just building a mentality for the game of football. You're building a mentality that's going to sustain you 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. When you're trusted with something that's a lot greater than you. When you're trusted with something that's a lot greater than a defensive huddle. Right? I just want one thing from you, man. I just don't want you to take this thing for granted. Most importantly, I want you to understand what you got, right? Because I'm, I'm a straight shooter. I know there's some young cats in here thinking right now, they the sweetest of the sweet, and can't nobody tell them nothing. And then when they get hit with the first sign of adversity, they going upstairs to the transfer portal. Not because they ain't talented enough, right? Not because they ain't got it. 
right? But because they can't sustain and they can't stick through the opposition. And when it gets tough, they camp out, they wave the white flag, and they say, I don't want it. You got to get cats with you, man, that's in the midst of the opposition, in the midst of adversity. You know what you're fighting for, and you know what you're working for, right? People don't burn out in life because of what they do. People burn out because life makes them forget why they do it. Go back and do some soul searching and think about when you first started, what was it about, right? And don't allow the politics to take your passion. If they want to switch your position, roll with it, right? If you're not getting the playing time, you won't put yourself in a position to become undeniable so they got to play you. Don't call home to mama. It's too late. Let her do what she do. Don't get here and call your daddy and talk about daddy come bail me out. It's too late. Put your big boy britches on. Let's go to war. Let's work, right? Because we got a common purpose and we got a common goal. And what we represent is far more bigger than us, right? I'm going to tell you this. I got it when I was here and we went on a team trip. And I saw an older gentleman. Right, we went to do some little volunteer work. And we out there volunteering Habitat for Humanity, and we going to get on the bus. And as we get on the bus, it's an older gentleman sitting across the street in a wheelchair. He waving us down. Me and a couple of my teammates run across the street. We greet him. How you doing, sir? I'm great. He said, man, do y'all know the way y'all play football dictates the way my day goes. He said, if y'all lose, but y'all fight, I feel like I can fight. He said, when y'all give up, when y'all quit, my day is ruined. I'm telling you that so you can understand what you're a part of and what you represent and what you're playing for. It's a blessing to play the game of football. It's a privilege to play it at the University of Tennessee. I'm gonna say it again, because I don't want you to ever forget it. It's a blessing to play the game of football. It's a privilege to play it at the University of Tennessee. Let's never take this thing for granted, fellas. We gonna scrap, we gonna fight, and we gonna live to fight another day. Thank you for your time. God bless you, man. Pleasure. Thank <laughs> you.